Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by Julia E. Hampton CPA. Jason, when you need help with your taxes, your finances, your payroll, go to Julia Hampton right in the heart of our city. That's right. Julia and her team are a full service company. How full, you ask? Oh, wait, wait. How fast? There you go. Good. Where, where is the old school joke timing from you? All right. So they do it all. The individual tax preparation, corporate taxes, payroll taxes. They'll help you set up partnerships and trusts, deal with those, payroll, bookkeeping services, consulting on your finances, dealing with back taxes, cleaning up issues with the IRS because that's fun. Julia and her team have all the skills and the expertise to be your partner in business. So contact Julia and her team today. Let them show you what 16 years in business and a personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact them at Julia at HamptonCPA.net. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury and as always I'm joined by a man who just tried to trade me away for three minor league podcasters. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of League to Lee Summit. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't get minor leaguers that were low enough on the rating sheets. They were all too high prospects. Uh, so you're all like C grade or better prospects. You couldn't find any yeah, D or F. The trades just didn't match up, man. <laughs> and I, I, as I was writing that out and thinking about doing that, I'm thinking to myself, who's going to be a more minor league podcaster than us? Yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so Link to Lee Summit, it's the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is the number five. You know, I can count to five. Yeah, it's not Sesame Street, Jason. I know, but you know, some of us at least can count. Most of us, we hope. Hey, we got fun stuff coming up, Jason. This week. That's true. It's the fourth Friday art walk again. So head out to downtown Lee Summit. We talk about them a lot. And I guess, and here's a spoiler alert. We're going to talk about them some more today. But go down to fourth Friday. Uh, It's Friday night in the evening time. Uh, Lots of stuff happening, live music, live art, all kinds of stuff going on this week. Uh, it's always a good time, and it's full of people. If you ever like to just go wander around where there's a fair number of people around, it's the place to be. And if you're not into art, you're not into hanging out with cool people, you could also go to City Hall Plaza. It's yoga in the streets on Friday night. Did you just take a shot at people who do yoga? You know, I, I, after I said it, I kind of realized that. I was hoping that everybody would just gloss over. And, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm going to be in trouble now. I'm here to point out your flaws. All right, so you can go out and hang out with some other cool people who may not want to hang out. That's in what I meant crowds, to say. But want to do yoga on a Friday night in front of City Hall. It's always well attended. It gets a lot of interest in, in, in going on. They get the little glow sticks out. They do the thing. No goats in this yoga, from what I understand. But... There'll be yoga in the streets Friday night at 7 p.m. Can we talk a little bit about the goat thing? Why, am, why do I feel like I'm the only one who's creeped out by the idea of goats crawling all over you? I guess you just haven't lived. Man, they poop everywhere. Well, maybe these are like, you know, well-behaved goats who aren't likely to. Although, I'm pretty sure that would harsh my yoga mellow if a goat pooped on <laughs> I'm you. Just <laughs> Hey, also coming up this week, Thursday night out at Tingle Flooring, there is a Velocity event. If you are an entrepreneur, you are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, these are great events. This is a group 
made to help spot, not sponsor. That's not the word, but to help, I guess, uh, coach and, and, and teach other entrepreneurs as they, as they come up. This one is going to focus specifically on women entrepreneurs which is a thing we need more of. And I'm not just saying that because we are benevolently sponsored by a woman entrepreneur who's actually highly involved in the Velocity thing. No, no. But, Although that isn't her. <laughs> 5.30 Thursday night at Tingle Flooring. All right, airport on Saturday. And you remember our very interesting interview with John O'Razda at the airport several months ago. Uh, but here they have their open house, so you can go, you can look at the shiny new runway, some of the new stuff they're working on um, with the new hangers and all the things airplanes. that are going on. I want to see airplanes. And I think they will have some aircraft for you to ogle, but not fly. You do not get to fly, especially you. After that thing last year, Nick, they will not let you try to fly the planes. Like, I have no desire actually to pilot an aircraft because I don't want that kind of responsibility in my life. But I love airplanes. I will go and I will ogle. So I might be there, there from 9 a.m. to close. There's that possible. All right. And all that's the fun stuff. But really, the most important thing that's happening in the next week is that we are going to be doing our first set of research for next week's episode where we're going to break out our summer series, Town Hall Taco Review Board. That's right, folks. I have done some extensive online research and found all of the hidden taco joints in Lee Summit. And Jason and I, we've decided that we can do this. We can make this commitment. We're going to hit them all. And we're going to tell you about each and every taco. And, and I think that uh, as the series develops, I think it'll be uh, at least entertaining to listen to us talk about tacos every week, just for a little while. And, and see what kind of tacos we get, how kinds of different tacos there are out there from the, uh, I'll say, the, the traditional American-Mexican-style Tex-Mex taco all the way through to our street tacos that we have. We pretty much founded this podcast over and, and, and everything in between. And really, I cannot think of a more important piece of journalism than letting the people know about tacos. That's true. And if you would like a admittedly non-voting seat on the taco review board, you're just going to have to find us and find us when we're about to go out to get some tacos and come with us. Or just pester us on social media and we may or may not let you know where we're going. Probably That's true. we will. We, we're and usually you, pretty and nice. you have a local, and by local we mean Lee Summit, taco joint, you think we need to explore, even if it doesn't sell just tacos, but has tacos that we should check out. You need to drop us a note on the Facebook, over the Twitters, bang Nick's email away, get those and tell us where the tacos are because we will, in the interest of full and complete research, and this is for science, we will go and eat tacos at the place you tell it's us. It's not just for science, Jason. It's for the people. It's for the people. I've never felt more patriotic right than I do at this, this very moment. God bless Taco America. God bless Taco America. And now, Jason, it is time for everyone's favorite episode as the council turns. I feel like right now our theme music should not be like some fancy music. It should be the, the sound that they make during the Price is Right 
when the contestant loses. That's where I feel like we are right now with our As the Council Charles. Well, this week, um, actually the past two weeks, Jason, we have seen a little bit of a battle brewing, and we talked about this on our show some last week, a little bit of a, should we say, manufactured squabble between a council member and the downtown Lee Summit Main Street group. We talked about this a little bit last week. Um, John Bedoin, who writes a guest column for Lee to Lee Summit, he wrote about it as well. And that conversation... Look at you sneaking the cross-promotions in. It's what I do. That conversation is it kept going. If you look, if you look at the social media conversations um, that go along with the the, the post for that column, um, it's been a point of discussion in the community. And I think uh, we need to take a little time today and let's talk a little bit about how it started and uh, and where we're going and why this is why this is a thing right now. And we're gonna break it down town hall style. But that was the worst thing I've done all day. <laughs> You're so bad to make I to make sorry. us sound cool. Failed miserably. I think I just made. I just reached a uh, Poochie the dog level of uh, of of hip and coolness right there. That's what we're dealing with. So. <laughs> well, look, all right. I'm so going to rewind what, a little. Tell me what actually happened, Nick. Well, so this started um, two weeks ago during the last city council regular session. Council member Bob Johnson. Uh, he he put out a motion during the budget talk. The motion was actually uh, based around the business and industry tax. The motion was that they would not be able to spend more than their projected income for that year. So I, pretty common sense thing to me. It's from the start, right? That you're not going to spend more than you bring in. That sounds normal, correct? I believe that would be what most people would call sound budgeting. However... However, there is a reserve fund based on the revenue that's been brought up over the years through this tax. And as of right now, the agreed upon public service agreement contracts call for more than the projected $519,000. It took about 30 seconds, Jason, for the conversation to shift from whether or not they were going to spend more than they brought in to... Is downtown Lee Summit Main Street a valid public service agreement? Are they are is the city getting a, as Mayor Baird put it, return on investment? Yeah, and 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 here's the deal. This is what Bob Johnson wanted. To, I'm sorry, career politician Bob Johnson wanted to have happen at this meeting. He didn't want the conversation to be about the business and industry fund and its reserve and how that's being structured in Dillage which we are going to actually talk about here in a couple of minutes. I think it should be noted that, that um, this has been an ongoing topic throughout Councilmember Johnson's career on the council, which has been several terms over many, many years. He has, right. There is, I, there I is think an ongoing dislike for public funds going to the downtown core. Right. I think we can, we can safely describe that Councilmember Johnson is not a friend of downtown in this regard. Uh, and, and I'm going to put it up front. That's fine. If you don't want, if you don't think giving money to one organization or another as part of a contract for services is a good use of city funds, that is a reasonable stance to take. However, 
have the political courage to put it out there on that basis. And don't try to fiddle around and talk about whether Main Street is worth it or not and this, that, and the other and, and go through this. What I'm going to label a somewhat manufactured crisis that they are, uh, that he was attempting to use to justify his uh, a priori stance on the matter, which is, I don't like downtown getting money. So let's, let's talk for a minute about where this financial issue, where the spending more than we're making thing came from. So as many of you have may know, and, and I'll kind of review and I'll try to be quick through this. The, there are a number of PSAs, public service agreements that, the sort of core organizations have with the city that are aimed at economic development. And that was created out of the, what's called the business and industry fund, which is essentially a tax on hotels and motels and some other stuff uh, that gets added on. And that money comes into the city in a dedicated fund that's to be used for economic development and tourism. And then the city has gotten contracts over the years with the Economic Development Corporate Council, the Chamber of Commerce, and Downtown Lee Summit Main Street to provide services as they go along. Now, over the years, there were those three PSAs and those three PSAs only that were out there. And they averaged, on average, somewhere between $350,000 and $400,000 amongst the three groups in costs. And over the last several years, there has been upwards of 100000 or more over and above those costs that were generated by the sales tax in question. And that is where we get the reserve balance that they were discussing whether or not to be able to spend from. Right. And so the projected reserve balance as of the end of fiscal year 2018, which is just in a few days here at the end of June, is about $430,000. Now... Here's the trick. There was a, a few years ago, the council decided that they wanted to put some money into branding and tourism marketing specifically. And so they created um, they budget out of the general fund, some money that was dedicated to that. And then they signed another public service agreement with the chamber of commerce to provide those services. And, it's more complicated than that, but that's the basic gist is through the Chamber of Commerce, these services are being provided for branding and marketing for the city. So when you see like some of the ads for Lee Summit Tourism in magazines or at the Royals game or some other places, that's where that money has been coming from. So now, and this is, the, this is where the game begins, in fiscal year 2019, they have added that PSA, that marketing PSA, to the stack of things that should come from the business and industry fund. And that is the second largest of the now four PSAs at 157.5. Jason, can you, uh, can you stack those for us based on amount? If you, if you say that's the second sure. largest fund, so the first largest fund I'm going to assume is the EDC is the EDC and the contracted amount, and, and they're all on, on three-year three contracts. Three-year contracts, and but they are subject to approval, appropriation by the council on a year. year. So, right. so it's not so the EDC, right, the EDC's contract is for $275,000, so $275,000. Um, now, the marketing PSA has now been included after not being part of this fund over the last year since that marketing contract and the marketing thing was created is 
Lee Summit, downtown Lee Summits is $60,000. And then the chamber has a second PSA for their services at fifty, basically $51,000. And that money, all of that together, um, totals about $556,000. And so you can see that the difference between $400,000 and $557,000 is the new contract for marketing that's being pulled into the business and industry fund. That is what has created this deficit situation uh, on the year-over-year -year budget. And so what that means is, is that there's now approximately a $40,000 gap uh, that's there that they are going to use um, from their projections. They're going to draw out of the reserve fund that the business and industry fund has, not the general reserve fund, which was the source of all that consternation over the spring, but the specific business and industry money that was saved there for that. Now, I'm assuming, given the way uh, the city staff tends to budget, that the, the, they're thinking longer term, that over time, as the business and industry fund continues to increase, as new hotels get built, as room rates go up, as occupancy of those rooms goes up, that fund is going to, the, the income will match and, and perhaps even begin to exceed those four things. And that was something that was talked about during the last council meeting. I, I think uh, city manager Steve Arbo had his staff kind of walk the council through those projections and how they worked and, and, and pretty much saying exactly what you just, what you just summarized. Okay. So, but, Having created, and I'm not saying Commissioner Councilmember Johnson did this on his own, but he is a career politician, so this is within his skill set. Having created this budget deficit, he's now trying to use it as a cudgel to cut the funding of Main Street. And that is the thing. So there is the disingenuous step, perhaps, that leads that to be done. As Bob has created, he said, we're going to move this over here into this fund, which may make sense in the overall scheme of things, but then I'm going to take that that we have created out of the thin blue air this year and try to use it to cut the funds of one of the three organizations that get PSA money from the city through this fund. Now here's where, Jason, we're going to bring in the little joke we had at the very beginning. Our unofficial sponsor is the number five. So we're going to tell you why five is funny. The motion that really had nothing to do, or let's, let's say 5% of the conversation was about the actual motion, was withdrawn by Councilmember Johnson because, as he said, he can count to five and he knew the five votes weren't there. Right. This is, if you look at this from the service, Jason, the five votes really aren't ever going to be there. So why... Yeah, is why is this discussion happening? Why is it happening the way it is? Well, one, I think it's fairly clear if you look back through the course of Councilmember Johnson's long and distinguished political career, it is an opportunity. Um, I think just it's another statement that he's going to make that this is a thing he doesn't like, and he's going to just make that run year after year after year to attempt to fiddle with the PSAs. There are new members on the council. Perhaps he views them as uh, opinion malleable or, or he could convince them 
with the weight of his arguments to achieve the majority that he looks for. Perhaps he thought the mayor would be, you know, arguably supportive and he only needed three other council members and the mayor to get that five votes to get this through. Um, you know, taking advantage of the, the new voting rules that Bob said he didn't like, um, but he is using them to his advantage like I think a wise politician would. So perhaps that's the case. Perhaps he wants to do something else, but I think it's just this year's a attempt at that with some new people to where he can get that. Well, let's, let's take all of that. Uh, and I don't think he was. Let's take all of that and let's, let's set it aside. And let's get back to what the real issue topic of conversation is. And I think that is becoming a discussion of the city's return on investment through these PSAs. If you were to actually take a look at each of those, Jason, I'm pretty confident that uh, downtown's going to look pretty good based on the $60,000 it gets each year. I think you are correct. Now, they um, Main Street does a – the Main Street program encourages their each of their uh, local programs to do a fairly – regular analysis of what's going on in their communities. You know, how are businesses doing? Are they opening new businesses? Are they losing businesses? Are they hiring employees? Are they losing employees? Things like that. And these numbers are something that Main Street provides to the city manager on a quarterly basis. Let's pause right there, Jason. I think, I think we, maybe we need to back up a little bit. I, I, a lot of people, I think, know what the EDC does. They know what the Chamber of Commerce does or have a decent idea maybe because it is such a small geographic area and people might not know beyond the pretty pictures we get of downtown. Let's, let's review a little bit about what downtown Lee summit main street Inc is and, and what their role is. Okay. So they are an organization that is uh, per their, you know, mission and vision dedicated to the economic and overall revitalization and ongoing health of the downtown area based on the premise that a healthy downtown central business district core like that is going to be the, the key, a key engine in the overall health of the community. Okay. So now let's look at, let's look at some numbers that, that downtown has been putting out since this discussion began. And they tell a pretty interesting story about the role um, the downtown area has played in, in the city's growth in the last 10 years. Absolutely. So we can just take, like I said, they, they run these on an almost quarterly basis or a quarterly basis. They look at these numbers over and over again to make sure that things are going in the right direction and they can have something to hold on to. The state uses, the state organization uses those when they go to the legislature for their funding on a regular basis to say, look, this is the impact this is having in communities across the state. In this very downtown, they have counted. Since 2009, there have been 71 net new businesses that have opened in downtown. Uh, and that's not new businesses opening, it's net new businesses. So that's over the ones that have closed or moved out. And to go right along with that, um, another number that was released is 518 net new jobs since 2009. Job creation and new business creation is one of the topics that, that was brought up during the council discussion. Right. So we have these net new jobs. 
you have, and, and let's be clear, Main Street doesn't get all of the credit for all of these new businesses and all of these jobs, but they get a portion of that credit. And you keep in mind that net new job business is in the faces over the last 10 years. One of the largest, if not the largest employer in downtown is the city itself, and they have reduced the number of jobs that they have. And so that net new jobs number is over and above what the city has done. Um, so that number may be even sort of better in the private sector than in the public sector. Now, this is an interesting one. And, and I like this next number. I like this one because I, I think it, it goes to the type of things that you and I actually enjoy talking about when we're not talking about council stuff, which is community involvement. Since 2009, 41,784 volunteer hours have been logged. And I'm going to tell you, because you and I are both involved as volunteers down there, we never really turn in the number of the real number of hours that we work. That's a huge number. And Jason, if you look at the way the IRS calculates what those mean in dollar value, that's, that's pushing a million dollars in volunteer work. Right. So the IRS puts an hour, essentially an hourly rate on volunteer time for what the value is for the community. And it's over 20, I think it's 21 or $22 an hour now. So you're talking $900,000 in value time over that. And I think let's get to the really, the, the one that really, I think says what we need to say over the last 25 years, taxable sales in the core, in the central business district in downtown have gone from $1 million annually to nearly $40 million annually in 2018. That is a staggering number. Right. And as someone who worked with the, the starting of the CID, which by the way is a subject matter that we're not even going to get into tonight. Um, we budgeted the sales from like 2008, 2009 numbers. We were guessing 16 to $18 million in, in sales. And ever since the CID started, those we, we, get a, we get a very direct number because we get the sales tax collection numbers and we can just multiply by 100 to figure it out. Those numbers have gone from like 25 to 30 to 33, and now we're like 35, 40 million dollars a year. The numbers are staggeringly fast growth over the course of that time. And that is a testament in part to the community that, that, that Main Street has helped create and take care of, and the work that they do bringing people down for all the festivals and the parades and the events and the things that are down here and has made downtown the thing that's really drives it. And I'm going to, I want to wrap on one thing, but you go first. Well, I'm going to say there's, there's one other number that we can throw out that I think also really tells the story because this, this tells us what the business community thinks about that, that area and it's merit to the community. There has been nearly $9 million in reinvestment in that area. And what that is, Jason, that's money spent on the buildings, on the physical part of that downtown core to make it what they need to do and why they want to bring their businesses here. Absolutely. And that is, now if you think about all of those numbers, now over the last 10 years, Main Street has gotten approximately $600,000 from the city. And the smallest number we've talked about is over $850,000 up to 
9 million in direct reinvestment, 40 million in taxable sales, probably a $10 million increase in taxable sales over that period of time or more. Uh, it's just those numbers are clear. So if Mayor Baird, as he brought up, would like to have a return on investment uh, conversation, I think Main Street's going to fare very well in that. Now, I want to wrap it up with one thing, and I think this is not a number, and it gets outside the facts, but every time <laughs> the city puts together a, a package, a video, or something to market the city, the lead item, the key thing, the thing that anchors all of those videos singularly every single time is the downtown. It is the thing that people do. I'm over in Kansas City, Kansas for work, and those who know about Lee Summit, they, they say to me almost uniformly, they have a great downtown. And that's what we're trying to do here in the Lee Summit area, and I think that the Main Street organization has a huge role to play in that and deserves a lot of credit, and honestly, 60 grand is a part. Well, actually, that brings me up to a question I have for you, Jason, and, and, and since as I said, you and I are involved with that group as, as volunteers. So we might make a few of our friends upset with this question. I'm going to ask. Yes, it is the image. We use that image a lot. The city uses that image. Whenever someone talks about Lee summit, it's always a picture of downtown. We just went through a lot of numbers, Jason. Those numbers are probably new to a lot of other people. So should the people at downtown Lee summit main street Inc. Should they do a better job? of reporting to the city council and to the people uh, of what they do for the city and the effect they have? Is that, is, can we avoid these kind of large discussions if maybe that group is doing a better job of communicating? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw something out there for you. As part of the public service agreement, they are required to make reports to the city, uh, city manager every quarter. So every quarter, Donnie puts together those numbers. Donnie Rogers, the executive director of Main Street, puts together those numbers, submits that to the city. Uh, he'll have regular meetings with the city manager. That's not the same thing, though. I know. Hold, hold on. So those reports are being made as part of the deal. Part of the Economic Development Council's deal is that their director has to stand up in front of the city council every quarter and talk about his projects and what have you. And and, you know, you and I have watched several of those, and we cringe and shudder at the code names that they come up with for their projects that are coming. I, 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 if I get a new job, I want to be the guy that writes the code names. Those would. I, although I would, I, I'm frightened to think what you would come up with. <laughs> you would really as a whole. Yeah. Seeing some of our text message threads, I'm not sure that you would last long in that job. But And, and perhaps it's incumbent on Main Street to do a better job to communicate to our elected officials because I don't think that in the wave of paperwork that they get, seeing that written report submitted through the city manager really sinks in on an overall. Now, obviously, there are city council members who represent the district, um, who know it well. Uh, some There are a couple of members who have been on the board before they serve on, served on the city council. Uh, there have been some who have been liaison um, some of those have strong and positive opinions of, of downtown as well. And, and those who have invested themselves to learn about it, I think, have a very good opinion of what downtown does. But there is some pressure. Anytime you're dealing with a governmental body with elected officials, you need to be responsive 
and proactive and pushing that message so that they get it, so that they can see it, and they can put it in the, in the language that they want to speak, which may be return on investment if you're talking to the mayor, who seemed to like that language. If you're thinking about whatever other terms or however you want to get that message across, you have to, I think Main Street can do a better job of that going forward and maybe, maybe cut, I'm going to say, eight ninths of this discussion off. I think there's one ninth that might continue to bring it up on an annual basis, just out of habit, if nothing else. Well, you went for the accurate fractions there. I, I was thinking you were going to make a one-fifth joke, but. Well, you know, but hey, one is less than five. <laughs> I'm glad you can count that far. Well, let's talk a little bit about about something else. Jason, I, there is a, a, this is related but different, but there is a, a considerable difference, I think, in the tone and tenor of conversation on the dais right now than there has been in the previous 24 months. Yes. Now, I think that may be some addition by subtraction. Um, but also, obviously, the change in the uh, st- management style of the executive or, and the chair of the council meeting, the mayor, that is, I think, has made a difference, at least so far, in how the mayor's, uh, how the city council is doing its business. I think one of the differences you're going to, people notice right off the bat is um, Mayor Baird is doing a, I, I think, a very purposeful effort to make to involve every person on the dais and to to make their voices have value. Does that make sense? I think to a point. I think he's making an effort to, you know, encourage conversation, encourage uh, interaction, encourage those sorts of things. I think he's also trying to make everybody happy, and and there's some danger in that. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing, and and. And maybe just a refresh in personal style and a slight difference in the way, you know, in the style of managing a meeting. Um, and, and Mayor Baird is still learning how to do that, I think, through procedural things and what have you. But, the you know, wanting to make everybody happy, you may end up, and he's going to have to find this balance, but you may end up giving too much leash to people who will try to take advantage. I think of an example of that is the conversation that we just had that all started with a motion about the amount a amount to spend from a tax revenue turned into the validity of a PSA contract. Right. And so and and maybe a conversation where everybody up there knows there's one, two, maybe three votes in favor of the thing, where it's never gonna go anywhere. Maybe the mayor could do a more expeditious job of wrapping that conversation up to either have a vote or not. Um, Allowing, you know, in a way, and and this is, you know, this is something we talked about, I think, over the course of the the coming up to the election. Someone with the significant parliamentary experience of Bob Johnson, career politician, he can run around within the procedural Loop, you know, procedural space that's evolved and derail conversations without ever devolving into the the slam motions and the politicking from the dais and the personal invective that they threw back and forth over the two years prior. Um, so you can get just as unproductive, but do it in a civil and procedural way 
And it's incumbent upon the mayor to be able to work within that system to help control and guide those meetings and keep them somewhat efficient. Which leads, Jason, to my continued dream for the Lee Summit City Council to have council meetings down to two hours or less. Man, that is you. I you might as well. I don't even know what. Like, pie that's in like the sky dreaming, Everest. man. Pie in the sky dreaming. Wow. I I got nothing for you, man. That is that is that is you got to dream big. If you dream big, Nick Parker, dream big. And that, that is right there, we're gonna wrap things up with my big dream: council meetings that last no longer than two hours. We're gonna have a little word from a couple sponsors. And then we will see everybody next week as we start off the Taco Review Board. Jason, as always, Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by Stewie McBrews, where you're always reminded to never eat more than you can lift. I have two hands. That means I can eat at least two things. Okay, I'm going to go wings in one hand. Mm, Today I'm feeling... Jalapeno rolls in the other. I'm going to break my personal dietary smartness. and I'm going to go with the spicy balls. And then I'm going to go with some tacos. You know the problem there. By following that rule, I don't have a hand for my beverage. That's why the good Lord gave you straws, man. <laughs> so, folks, head out to Stuart Brews. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. So you know what's amazing, man? What's amazing? Technology. Technology rules. I mean, now you can control everything. You can control, and and let's be clear, this totally creeps me out. You can control like your front door lock with your personal digital assistant, your Alexa or your Google or your Siri or whatever. You can control your front door with voice control, but you can do other things with that that are less creepy. You can even control your shades and if you are interested in technologically advanced automatically controlled shades from your phone or with your voice you need to get yourself down to budget blinds jason you want to know what's even more amazing than technology from budget blinds i know what you're going to say but i'm gonna let you say it our friends at budget blinds of lee summit they are super involved in the community. They are always doing something to help another's cause that'll help out the people of our our city. So this week, you've got a chance. You can help Wait a minute, out. I thought you were going to say tacos. Well, it's always tacos. <laughs> <laughs> but this week, Friday night during the fourth Friday Art Walk, help our friends at Budget Blinds out. They are supporting Coldwater of Lee Summit. Bring out some donations for Coldwater's annual back to school kits. Right, so um, you can bring school supplies and or just straight cash money. <laughs> Always welcome as you get those. And that'll help cold water supply backpacks and school supplies to many, many of the children in need of that stuff at the beginning of the school year. And we've interviewed cold water and we know the good work they do and the surprising number of people in this very community who really do need that help and value the work cold water does and thereby value the support they get from people like you and companies like Budget Blinds. So Budget Blinds, automatic shades, helping people. That's right. Hit the Budget Blinds Facebook page. You can see a list of 
what what is needed for these packs and then head downtown for fourth friday art walk go see the stoddards at budget blinds tell them jason and nick sent you give them your armfuls of supplies and help somebody out you have been listening to lee summit town hall with hosts jason norberry and nick parker Catch us every Wednesday at linktoleesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.